What's going on, folks? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I've got a great one for you today, and I'm really excited for you to listen to it. This episode is brought to you by Lit Distribution, which, if you're not familiar, is a master distributor for Zippo lighters and partners with brands like High Rollers Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Lon Wick, and even artists like Greg Overton, where you can grab exclusive Zippo lighters that you can't find anywhere else, as well as different types of inserts like butane torch inserts, yellow flame butane inserts that are designed specifically for pipes and other things, and even other types of accessories. So go to litdistro.co and you can follow on Instagram at litzips. Lit distribution is a Really great opportunity that I had a, a chance to be a part of, and our guest today is actually a partner of ours, and so I'm excited for us to talk with him. He is the founder of High Rollers Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He is also a security guard for Wiz Khalifa. He's been doing that since Wiz burst onto the scene. He's a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu at Stout Academy, where I train in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He also is into Muay Thai. He's had MMA fights. He's a movie buff. He's a funny ass dude and he's a really cool guy and wanted to talk with him on the podcast for a while. Uh, if you guys follow me enough, you know that geez, four or five years ago, my brother and I did a podcast with him at his house in Pittsburgh when we were doing the Bud Brothers stuff. And it's some of the best stories that I've ever had. And we talk about that right as we dive into this. Can't say enough about this guy and really excited that I'm getting to do business with him so enjoy this podcast and give it up for my guest, Big Lon. Whole interview, they on the couch like, yeah, he's like, yeah. You know who else was that high? Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, yeah, bro, that was... And I was telling Warren about that. I was like, dog, I thought he killed me one night. I was like, that's a that's one of my proudest moments. Bro, you got me so high, I thought the CIA sent you. <laughs> I was like, the fucking CIA sent me here. They tired of me. They fucking tired of me. My conspiracy theory. That that <laughs> night literally comes up, bro. Like family conversations. We talk about it all the time. Uh, it is a real night. It is very true. I have cousins who are like, yo, tell us that story about when you guys went over to Big Lon's house for a podcast. Fucked him up. Bad. Like, yo. And that was before the student in glass was like yeah, this was. big thing. Joey. You were the only person I've ever seen with that shit in my life. Dude. I, bro, I thought it was yours. I thought you made it. You created it that day. You was like, you know what? I'm going to go test this on him. And I was in the house like, what the fuck is this shit, man? We were ripping dabs out of that thing. Yes. Too. That's what got me. Yeah. I told everybody, I was like, first, you put the one joint on her. We was good. Smoking, smoking. Then you put the, the dabs on her. Boom. And that's when it was just like. Well, I'm like, oh wow! So I don't think I've ever been this high before. We were doing, Joey and I were doing the Bud Brothers podcast because we were yep. doing this company called Lit. And we were like, oh, the podcast will be a good way to like meet CEOs, entrepreneurs in the cannabis space that want to like get their message out there. We'll connect with them, and then it'll feed our business. So yeah. Like business hack, right? Like podcasts aren't always just to try to be famous. Sometimes it's a great way to like drive and Promotion. capture an audience, yeah. right? Like. And, and they're fun as shit. So we were like, I went out to LA. We were at the Standard Hotel in West Hollywood, if you're familiar. Mm -hmm. It's like a cannabis-specific hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, we're out on the, the pool deck. We asked like a manager there, can we do the podcast? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's not a problem. I don't think they realized we were going to like roll equipment out. So we're like in the corner of this thing, dude. 
there's like a table like for for like extremely homosexual men who by all means like we're having a great fucking time but they're like strolling behind us in string bikinis and stuff (laughs) (laughs) we're we're rolling guests into this place like four different guests and then we the next day we went over we were staying across the street um at the i can't remember the hotel the andes i think it's like next to the comedy store okay yeah um so we're there we have a, a suite on the top floor of the andes and we are bringing in the guy Tracy who founded student in glass. So that, that episode's on YouTube. You can find it on the bud brothers. It's, it's it's a good one. Like it was before this guy got any recognition. He had just Seth, um, Seth Rogan had posted this video. He went viral. We reached out, got him on the podcast. And then like three months later, his shit exploded because he gave it to Snoop and Wiz and like Mike Tyson, but they gave it to me. Yes. And I shared it with Be Real, Burner, Snoop, Wiz, Big Lawn. Tracy. Did that. You know what I mean? That was me. I got the videos and receipts to prove it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the guy who makes the shit cool, but don't (laughs) want the credit for it. So this is the only time I'm going to take credit. Student Glass, I made that shit cool. You know what I'm saying? The Dragon, the Dragon, uh, the Dragon Pool is what I call it. The two student glasses at one, one breath in hell, kept it another cycle in hell. You know what I mean? That's, That's how I get down. But Shout out to him for the student glass. That man, listen, I've never been that high in my life. Your closest old- I've ever been was with D Real. Other than that, that makes me feel so good. You fucking, you go on tour. You're leaving here in a little bit. You're going on tour or going somewhere. I'm about to go train with us. We're about to go kickbox, and smoke fuck, weed. There you go. <laughs> and I got you as high as fuck. Yeah, that, that's a compliment. Yeah, but no, literally that thing. It was like we brought it to your place, and then I just remember you disappeared. Your wife brings in like eight or nine Domino's pizzas. My <laughs> brothers and I all pig out in your living room. And then uh, you may have had a mishap with a turtle tank. And then, I mean, dude, it was oh, like yeah. a four-hour four podcast. Yeah. And I just, we were talking, We you FaceTime Tyron Woodley. Like, it was just this night that I was just like, man. And honestly, life has never been the same since. It was just like, <laughs> shit, we're going to keep doing this and like having fun. And it's evolved. But to come full circle. And be back here, like chatting with you and like Full doing circle. business together. Full Shout circle. out Lon Wick and Lit okay. Distribution. Yeah, no, but like it's it's cool as hell. And you know, I I'd be interested because I know how my journey back to jujitsu. Like I've always been into this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I fought amateur MMA. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, like a decade ago, and um, got myself in a rear naked choke and got my jaw dislocated in Columbus at this place called Screaming Willies. Uh, uh, like. Uh, 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 and oh, uh <laughs> dude, it's just that like, was fucking, yeah. God that's on YouTube, that's on YouTube as well, but I ain't telling you how to find it. You can go search if you're good, you can find it. <laughs> go make a meme or some shit. But I went out like a champ, man. I ended up in the hospital. And funny story, my wife made pineapple upside down cake because I cut so much weight to take this fight. And my opponent did amateur MMA, right? The guy I'm supposed to fight two weeks before. I get a call from the promoter like, yo, guy you're supposed to fight failed his hepatitis test. Well, not going to let him fight. So I was actually leaving for the summer to go work. And um, I was like, I get a replacement, get a replacement. So they find this dude who had lost his last two fights at 205, mm-hmm. made him drop down to 185, took me. I was O and O. And this dude, Phil Burns from Columbus, Ohio, I had him. He had me mounted. He had a hell of a takedown. I reverse him. Dropped a couple of really good shots. 
he got me wrestled up against the cage and I like, I watch this video and I'm like, what was I doing? I like give him the rear naked choke <laughs> hits me around the face and like freaking dislocates my jaw. And uh, the pineapple upside down kick ended up in the garbage because I was you like, couldn't even couldn't eat you fucking all. eat, bro. Dude, oh, that's dude ruined my life. But that stuck with me. That moment stuck with me. And then I found Warren through like Instagram and started training at Stout, hurt myself, took a year and a half off, reconnected with him on this podcast. I was like, I want to talk to that guy. And he was like, you need to come back to jujitsu. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you privates. And I actually came down like Warren and I on a Sunday, I think it was, came down here and rolled around on the mat for like, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And yeah. he was like, get your ass back into training. I haven't stopped since. And, you know, it's, it's been a blast and I'm learning so much. And it's just like, your life is so much different. You're out on the road. You know, a lot of people see you, this big presence, you know, and that's kind of like the stereotypical bodyguard, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. we were talking, it's like, there's these guys that they got this big package, but, you know, you've been calling some of them out. Yeah. And there's yeah. a, there's a legitimacy and it's like, there's a difference. Guys that train, guys that knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's all over the internet now, like Bradley Martin, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to beat up Mighty Mouse. Yeah. No, well, you're not. Whatever. No, you're yeah, not, right? right? Like, but what was it the job that drove you here because you knew that you wanted to have like a functional aspect to what you do or was it vice versa hell no wasn't the job at all what actually drove me here was me being uh a kid from the 80s and uh sorry y'all it's the mma jump guys is crazy back there watch this watch it hey, hey hey i'm doing an interview out here look see see they're respectful they, if they knew it was me saying it, they'd be like, I don't mean that shit. But anyways, uh, <laughs> no, nah, it was actually me being a nerd. Uh, a nerd kid from the 80s, watching all the Van Damme movies, uh, Bruce Lee's, Chuck Norris, Stallone, fucking, uh, man, I can keep going on. I'm a real movie nerd. Like, so like, yeah. um, Dawn the Dragon Wilson, like all the... All the Michael Dudikoff, the American Ninjas, and you were all in. Oh, I was all in, bro. Fucking all in. Ernie Reyes. Shout out to Ernie Reyes, who's actually somebody I get to train with on a regular now. Like, I actually I hooked him and Nate Diaz up. So they train together all the time. Oh, nice. Me and Nate's hanging out, and we see Ernie. Ernie's talking to us like Ernie turns around and shit. Me and Nate both look at each other. Yo, it's fucking Ernie Reyes, bro. He's talking to us. He's like <laughs> Ernie turning back around. We're like, yeah, you know, it's cool, Ernie. Like, we appreciate it. So they walk with, like, yo, I got a picture with him. Like, so it's cool as hell to be able to like train with those type of people too. But um, yeah, just the whole eighty thing, movies, all of that shit. It got me into loving it and thinking. Um, I knew what I was doing in my kitchen. You know what I mean? When I was alone in the kitchen and there, just doing shit like I'm Van Damme and this and that. But it translated because. Watching the movies and all that shit, I end up getting a weird ass like understanding of like damn near how to do some of this shit. You know what I mean? My big ass can bust out and do a split with no problem. You know what I mean? Like it's not an issue. I can just do a split from watching. Um, uh, I tell you the movie that made me want to learn how to do a split. Uh, Double Impact. Double Impact. Double Impact. When Van Damme played the twin brothers, <laughs> and he was the very same when he was in there teaching the class. He was like, because of my dick thighs, I can do the splits. Like, oh, very easy. It just like and, got you. And I was like, oh, Van Damme can do splits. Maybe I should try this. And I was like, I stopped right there at first, but then randomly one day I was like, oh, I'm gonna just go. I just did a split. So, <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'm gonna try this kicking shit. And I was just do it in the house or whatever. 
And of course it's the eighties. So get to the personal life. That shit got crazy. And yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So fast forward a little bit, uh, fast forward a lot of it actually. And me and Sledgerin, uh, my cousin's like one of my best friend too, though. Uh, music producer, he's one of Wiz's producers, Grammy nominated, all that shit. But me and him, we sit in the crib, we 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 go through our day doing whatever at night and all that shit, and we will always end our night about two in the morning going to Walmart, and we would go buy the Pride DVDs. So we buy the Pride DVDs, the fucking um, pancreas, uh, um, any K one. We were buying all that shit. And we would just sit there in the middle of the night, just watching this shit. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't know it at all. Yeah, yeah. None of that shit. Just watching it. And I remember we were watching one of them. And it was uh it was when Sakuraba Enzo, when Enzo got his arm mm-hmm. twisted up like that. And it was that one. I was like, man, like even though Sakuraba won, I was like, oh, that motherfucker right there was like, fuck my arm. I'm about that life. Like, <laughs> I was like, he's crazy, man. Like, so so then from then it kind of went to um watching the Gracies and trying to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. And uh, just one day was, um, what was doing? We were, um, we were on tour, on tour and Kings MMA, one of the black belts from Kings MMA, his name Fernando Vigata. He was uh, security for one of the people on tour. And I knew he was like a black belt and shit. So we just like ask him stuff, ask him stuff. Yeah. And then, that little tour was over, uh, came back and was researching, looking up some more Gracie shit and all that, and popped up like Stout Training, Team Henzo Gracie. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, like where is that at? Pittsburgh. I'm like, Pittsburgh. Like 2015, 2016? 20... Donut Shop. Okay. It's donut Shop. Peace, love, and donuts. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We're over there, so. 2015. Like I, I have remember it more because I was following your social media because I was a humongous Wiz Khalifa fan. Yeah. Like, like every, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just that my twenties. This was definitely 2015. Now that you say, yeah. That. And I remember you and Breeze like seeing your guys' Instagram. Like, I'm like, oh shit, these guys are training that stuff that Joe Rogan talks about. Yeah. Like, and it was just, yeah. you know, I had yeah. no idea because yeah. even when I fought MMA, like jujitsu. It wasn't ever. It wasn't like, like it was, they. Oh. They looked at me. I I didn't wrestle in high school. I was a an athletic kid that went to a boxing. It was a place called the Knockout Factory in Salamanca, New York. Crazy story. This guy Mike Tome, um, Native American dude from Salamanca. I think his his story was he owned a bunch of like smoke shops or his family owned a bunch of smoke shops on the reservation. Gosh. But he had this gym called the Knockout Factory, and you didn't have to pay to train there. Ah. It was like, you just, you can donate money, but donate your time when you're there, clean up. Like mm-hmm. it was a very like community oriented place. And I went over there more as like MMA was this thing. I remember Sean Shirk training, ah, yeah. doing like these five minute circuits of like crazy shit. And I was like, I just gotten done playing college baseball was like, wanted that next thing to motivate me to work out hard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this will be a good place to go. And then it just like the next thing I know, they're like, hey, we need a sparring partner for yeah. this guy, you know, <laughs> and actually one of the dudes that came through there, um, which is so cool. And I'm trying to get him on the podcast. It's going to be tough now. We we tried mistiming a few times, but Patchy Mix. Uh, Patchy? Yeah. So, do you know, you probably know Patchy. So, he, he, dude, so Patchy. Patchy's the high roller champion. So, listen, <laughs> Patchy was from Angola. And he trained under this, or was like under this kid, Dennis, um, 
Dennis Brown. So Dennis Brown was like 125, 135 pounder. He was like a high level amateur undefeated out of our gym. And he went pro, but he would bring Patchy down from Angola. And he was this like hot shot wrestler who was like trying to get into fighting. And I just remember him being so good. <laughs> and like, that was, that was something that stuck in my mind. Like that kid was the shit Patchy, and, and you knew, and then like to see him come through, yeah. it was like, it's been cool to see him and have all the success. Patchy's dope. And he's like the one person I always see with him consistently. Like what, what like when I always seen him all the time, like him and Jake Shields, man, it yeah. was like, Patchy was always like learning some shit, bro. yeah. Like to the point, like before the title fight even came up, I think it, it might have been two or three fights ago. Like my last time, saying I was like, "Yo, Patchy, I'm gonna congratulate you now, bro, on being the champion." You could just like, tell. You could see it, like, yeah. and seeing who was in front of him, I was like, "Y'all ain't got nothing for him, bro." Like he's got everything. Like what I mean by everything, I mean the attitude, the toughness, like the the. All right, I'm cool. Boom, fight time. Yeah. I'm mean as fuck. Yeah, like. He turned that mean shit on, Apache's mean. You can tell. Yeah, he got that Jake Shields grappling style where you're like, God, man, just yeah. get the fuck off of me. Like, yeah, you just kind of like, ah, this sucks. Like, so, yeah, man, shout out to Apache. He's a fucking monster. But, yeah, like, he, he, man, he's dope. I'm super pumped for him. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was the this man. guy, um, our head trainer, Art Volgamore. I don't know what, what Art does. I, I'm pretty sure he was a retired Navy SEAL. And like I grew Harry up Potter villain. Dude, Art was the Art was a badass. He scared the shit out of me. I don't know if he's he probably won't listen to this. He probably is like whittling sticks in his basement, but he would take these guys out to his house. He lived so I grew up north of here. You've been there. Yeah, yeah, Zippo, right? Yeah, Bradford. Yeah. So I fuck with Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck with Bradford. It's a small little town called Smithport. Um, it's like the country outside of bradford which mm -hmm. if you know where bradford is bradford's country so yeah. smithport's country hey look so i'm gonna put it like this for all you who don't know make sure your gas tank is full your spark plugs is changed the car is <laughs> tuned up you don't want to break down outside of bradford bro you i'm telling you like every supernatural thing deliverance it, yes hey <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I'll get on this car. <laughs> dude, I have a I have a story like that. My aunt was driving. She went to college at IUP. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the specific details because I was probably like four. But she broke down in the middle of the woods on 219 or like Route 6 or some shit. And like had to walk to some random house and then use their phone to call my grandparents and come and drive and pick her up. And I went with them to like go and get her at these people's house. But like, can you imagine doing that shit today? Man, the fuck? Hell Especially no. Not that, today. No. In the dark in no, that place but no not at all not my black ass either i ain't getting off the car i'm like yeah i think i would just wait this one out <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh i when i was young man we got chased by the clan i lived in alabama man are you serious yeah in the car in the car we was driving from i think we was coming from tuscaloosa going to birmingham and then going to montgomery and then instead of hitting the main drag we took like some little back routes and shit like you and man, friends? No, I mean my you parents. Your parents. My parents to my brother was in the car with me. Jesus. Uh, we were uh we had that little back row. I remember we rolled past a fucking gas station. It really looked like the way you're thinking it is in your head right now when I'm telling you the story, it looked that way. Trust me, it looked that way. It was the it was the dirty ass road, corn on this side of the street. The fucking gas station over there where you see the old damn dog who just rusted old front. pickup truck. The dog looked like his name is old dog. I'm like, what's yeah, that? Yeah. That's old dog over there. You know what I mean? So fucking uh uh bunch of good old boys, you know what I mean? They was over there on the side and uh uh like just to the side of it hanging out, like like you do anywhere, any hood, any 
fucking had it don't matter when you get to a gas station for some reason you just hang out on the side so they were over there we ride past fucking uh what kind of car was it again big ass old school might have been a deuce in the quarter or some shit but right boom we ride and you see him i remember my dad saying something to my mom oh shit that was, you know, man. That was, yeah. um, and then, uh, did you realize it at the time? Hell yeah! I like, how, how old were you? I was about eight. Okay, about eight or something like that. I knew what the fuck it was. I was always a, like, like there was a presence then down there, like notable that you 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 felt all in the Alabama. Time oh yeah, it was a very clear presence. Yeah. How, old are, how old are you right now? You know, I'm up there. You up you know there? Man? You, you my there? age? I'll be 37 next month. I'm older than you, man. Okay, you're older than me. Oh, yeah, I'm older than okay. you, man. Yeah. Trying to get a Christmas sense of the Eve, time. my birthday, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get a sense of the time. You look uh, young as shit. A sense so. of the time, yeah. so this is about early 90s. Early 90s. Early, early 90s. Okay. Like, all right, you're a little before, just like before Biggie. You know what I mean? Before Biggie. <laughs> before Biggie. <laughs> like when Biggie was recording that video on the, right. on the corner. Yeah, yeah, like, it was about that time. Like 91, 92. Yeah, it was about okay. 89. Use your illusions one and two, like, Guns and Roses. It was back then. It was okay. back. So I'll put it like this. One of the top hits on the radio was like Foreigner, Cold as Ice. It's cold as ice. I remember this shit vividly. But um, yeah, so we ride past, they they jump in their cars, you know what I mean? They get behind us, fucking high beaming and all that shit. I remember this big old ass car we had. I don't know what kind of fucking engine they had, but that bitch was built to go. Whatever, just cruise. <laughs> 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 feel like we're just going. Yeah, it was one of those. You just feel like you on a cloud coasting and shit. Boom. So, thing about down there in like Alabama and all that, just always a lot of flat, straight, straight yeah, yeah. shit. So, the car we was in, I could tell, and the little lead we had, like they weren't about to catch us, catch us, and then. uh I might have been wrong, you know what I mean? Because we end up, it was either a maneuver or I got to ask him. I'm going to ask him when I see him later on or whatever. I might just call him and ask him but if he meant to do it or not. But I do remember us. He hit the lights and, like, pulled off on the side of the road, and then they kind of went past. And instead of going obviously, we got behind him. You know what I mean? See, got like, that's a – I and that's the thing. Like I didn't grow up with that type oh, of shit, like reality. You know what I mean? Trip a little bit later on Jesus down the road. Christ. We got pulled over. Yep. Yeah. And uh, once again, we we're in Alabama on the back roads, so it was uh, it's not like getting pulled over and be like, "Hey, man, let's get this ticket." Yeah, so we had to play it up. My brother played like he was sick as hell. We need to get the children's hospital and get us the fuck <laughs> up out of there. So it was just. One of them trips was like, yo, man, I just want to get the fuck back to like, this is when you're like, man, I want to get to the hood, man. I can't wait to get to the hood. Like, I know none of you motherfuckers is going to be there. So I'm going, I can't wait to get to this ghetto, baby. You see the hood. Like, Whoa. So when did you move from down south up from here? Down south? Well, I moved from here to down south and down south. And then back up to, here. Nah, from down south to Harrisburg. Harrisburg. Oh, yeah. Here. And then. Just bouncing around every fucking where and shit. Dude, you should you should go back. Um, people, if you haven't listened, my dad's story. Like, it's like I I was trying to say like I don't have that. I thought my childhood had its bumps and like mm. craziness being over the place. And it's like I hear my dad talking about things, and it's the more I talk with individuals, you start to realize like, and it's probably overstated. I've said it a lot. The most interesting people have the fucking craziest background. And it's like I just put my son in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It was he started. He had a second class this morning. I was I was up in the strip or up in Zeely at that location. And it's like 
I want to see him get his ass beat. <laughs> and like that sounds so horrible, but the reason is because he's not going to have all the same like struggles that I had. My parents got divorced when I was 16. It was messy. Like mm-hmm. I moved down here. I, I lived with my aunt and uncle in the South Hills and then went back up and went to college, dropped out of college. Like nobody gave a shit. It was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. trying to figure out life. And that's easy when, you know, it's like, I hear other people's stories and my dad's like, my dad, my grandmother was married five times. Um, and one of the guys was AWOL from the army and joined the <laughs> Navy. And then he went on the run. And my dad's like, I didn't know it at the time. He's like, but like, we're, he went to like 12 different schools from like fifth grade till he dropped out of high school. And one day he's like, fucking knock at the door. There's guys in like the suit. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. where is he? You know, and they're like the at the back of the front man? door. And my grandmother supposedly went and visited this guy in prison for like a couple of years until she was like, yeah, no, this ain't going to work. And then she got married again, I guess. But, you know, hearing that and some of the stories, I'm just like, shit. Yeah. You know, like it's so crazy back then when they just didn't have a cell phone. Right. Not having a cell phone changer. You could, you could have a whole family just seven miles that way. Yeah. In the next little town, like dudes back then, there was dudes. Most of us probably got brothers and sisters. We do not know because you literally could be like, all right, I'm in the strip. Back then, no cell phone. I got a whole family in Moreauville. You know yeah. what I mean? And they probably yeah. would never even see yeah. each other. It wasn't so dude, funny. have you ever seen the documentary called uh, Our Father? No. Dude. No. Dude. Oh, man. Right. So this this is really strikes home because my wife and I had some problems getting pregnant initially. And we were we were about ready to do in vitro and we were actually very blessed we got pregnant kind of randomly yeah but we went through a long process of of this kind of like work with a fertility doctor and we almost lived in carmel indiana because i worked there for a while and we loved the place and we were like you know i could be so glad we didn't because (laughs) this guy he um you can find this documentary so spoiler alert and i'm just going to give you the tidbits because it's still well worth watching so in the 70s this doctor in indiana's like hey i got this way to if you're struggling to get pregnant the men you know bust a nut in a cup i suck it up into like a turkey turkey vat thing and i implant it into her and it's like this not in vitro but more like very like methodical Mm -hmm. we're gonna help get you pregnant and these women were having all kinds of success and so they're like, this is the best guy. They're fucking referring people left and right. Oh, I see where this is going right now. So fucking, oh, you know, 2013 comes around. People start doing 23 and me. Oh. It's like, shit, I got 37 brothers and sisters tied to this damn test, you know? And so yeah. somebody starts to investigate. And this girl starts to find piecing this together. Is like, now nah, she's got like 150 people that are all fucking coming in through this test. And she's calling them and like, hey, did you go to this doctor? This dude was going in and busting a nut of his own and putting his seed in these women. And all these women. Dude, it gets worse. He was the gynecologist of his own daughter because they didn't know. And then people in this town were like, we're having sex with each other. We might be cousins and fucking brothers and sisters. Like, we don't even know. People were moving out of the town. That's so, the key part is like, yeah. I didn't even realize you like, they're all in the same town. Yeah, they're all I'm in thinking this... people are flying in. From no, everywhere. these people are all just like Carmel, Indiana, oh. and Indianapolis. So it's like, but from the 70s, bro. 
So think about this, okay, Lonnie? Have you ever done 23 and Me? Hell no. Okay, I haven't. Oh. I can bet you we could ask everybody in this damn gym today how many of them done 23 and Me. How many do you think there were? Probably not a lot. So if you're telling me they found like 100, I think it was like 193 people by the time they finished this thing, that's just people that took 23 and Me. Think about the fucking people that this dude, he, he won't he won't say, and he guess what? He's not in, he's not in jail because of that privilege shit, right? Because it's like they he got like some wacky ass misdemeanor charge, bro. It's bizarre. You got to watch it. It's it is the craziest shit. Where is he at right now? Indiana. He's still there. Yeah, and he carry he he open carries. I'm pretty sure it's in he's in Indiana, but I he like they showed him these all these kids of his were like we want to meet some of them were like we want to meet you they meet like you go Denny's. to Denny's or some shit yeah, you know and he like no he comes in with like a revolver on his hip and they're like okay and he comes and sits down he's like what do you want to ask me you know <laughs> yes I'm evil <laughs> yeah right all of you are mine I'm Genghis Khan motherfucker dude there's some shit on Netflix if you look far enough yeah hey, yo, that's crazy man Genghis Khan got a lot of kids wait you know what I just thought about. So, I went into the uh, the gym above the donut shop. I seen Warren. <laughs> we got way off the subject. We never <laughs> got to this shit. I just thought about it. I'm like, wait, we never even got to that. Yeah. So, so back to you. Yeah, back to that. You see, so you ran into Warren when you you stopped at the donut shop. I looked up uh, Hanzo Gracie, and it was like stout. And I was like, what the hell is this? I'm gonna check it out. Went in there, and at that time, it was like that fucking corner right there. So about right here. That's how big it was. Like, yeah. Right under the Pittsburgh sign, back to about this right Just here. like a rectangle. But that size, like not none of this width and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. And there was a little wall. It was like a, a little cage looking wall and like some bags and shit. So it was kind of separating. And then um, I went in there. Uh, I actually met Warren. I didn't know Warren was Warren. You know what I mean? I met yeah. Warren. Uh, he was like, hey, come try a class or whatever. I went, tried the class. It was cool. Did the... Um, all the shrimp in and like the all, all the beginning warm-ups and shit. Uh did a little bit like clothes guard and then was gonna come back. Uh, went on tour. I had to go on tour and then went on tour. I think I tried to like look it up again or something. And he had moved, so there wasn't no info yet. Yeah. He had just moved to the other place. And then he, um, I went down there again, found him again, sign up, go on tour. Farman, where you going, Farman? No, no, come, Farman, come here, come here. I heard this guy's the, like, the, the future. Come here, Farman, Farman. I saw you standing over listen, here, dude. You're built listen, like a tank. There's listen, no way you're hitting one. I'm so happy I get to do this first. Yeah, please. I get to introduce all you motherfucking people in the world to the next fucking guy, all right? And he is just, just... Just beginning, bro. Like, I promise you. You know one of the people you see do a move and you see him look at the person do the move, then he go out there and try to move, and you like, yo, he did the move better than the guy he just watched do the move. He's one of them people, man. Farmer, come over here. Come over here. Come over here, guys. Guys, this is Farmer right here. Farmer, am I saying your name right, by the way? Farmer. Farmer. Yeah, right. Farmer, guys. He is a fucking... He's yo, he's he he's a machine, y'all. He's gonna be next. Keep your eyes out, please. He's here at Hensel Gracie Team PG Team Stout PGH in Pittsburgh. He's under Warren Will, Mike Wilkins. His fucking wrestling, I'm not gonna talk about it because like I don't want the heavens to open up and start crying because it's so beautiful. You know what I mean? That's how he wrestles. And his striking, 
right now is some of the most best deceptive shit I've seen. Farmer can throw a head kick from this close to you. He can double leg you and kick you at the same time, bro. You ever seen a double leg head kick? He could do that. She's like, oh, what? And he's like, what the fuck was that, man? So, do you have a fight coming up? Yeah, I can't wait for February. February. Yeah. In other words, people keep saying, "Fuck no, I'm not fighting him, bro." <laughs> That's the. It's not him not getting the fight. It's people looking at me like. Nah, I'm good. I, I don't want that shit, man. Good luck to you. Well, make sure speech. you guys check him out. Keep your eyes out, baby. I'm telling y'all right now. Y'all gonna owe me money. Y'all gonna owe me money. He coming for all you motherfuckers. Dude, you called the student glass, so. Yeah, I told you, man. I called that. <laughs> it came the biggest shit ever. I'm telling you, man. I don't get happy about too many people as soon as I meet them. I was like, yo, who the fuck is Well, as soon guy, as I man? walked in before, like, I just was, I saw you standing here. I, I saw Warren, and then I'm, like, standing. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, that guy right yeah. there. He really looks like an action figure. Warren's like, like uh, n- new guy. New yeah, guy. New guy. New yeah, guy. He, he's going to fucking crush it. Yo, his dude. brain on picking shit up? Crazy. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, and like I said, I barely get excited. Like, when, like just seeing somebody new. Like, I'm like, oh, they're good at this. I'm like, all right, that's yeah. cool. Like, how's everything? I'm like, watch him. Like, whoa, this motherfucker's like, good, good. Dude, I'm, I love the and fact that young. grappling is becoming such a mainstay in martial arts again and mixed yeah. martial arts like the the level on display and even shit dude like the vulcan islam fight i go back to the first one the first one yeah right yeah, yeah. and it's just to me that was just beautiful to watch because you knew what you were watching because you yeah you i knew what, what i was watching i guess i guess yeah, there's a there's fairness it's up to the that. fan to be educated too you know what i mean but it if was exciting it was an exciting grappling exchange there was a lot of back and forth it wasn't just one guy Mm-hmm. Kind of imposing his will with a lot of technique, which can be super boring, but like they were wrestling up and freaking a lot of back and forth and some good like striking exchanges. And mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know how you can survive. And the guys that do survive with only striking, that striking must be special, it's special, special. It means you can't see it coming. There's no tails. It's confusing at all times. It's, um, it's accurate. What'd you think of Izzy and Strickland? Uh, did that surprise you? No, not at all. It didn't at all because of his guard and the uh, and the way he fights. Yeah, and um, the way Izzy lately been back to the cage a little bit. I know what he's doing. I know Izzy setting up traps and everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Sean's coach, you know, what I mean, Eric. he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it would it would be a tough couple times I see Izzy step to set his joint up. But Sean's coach, yo, it's, that it's, it's interesting you say that because I was like, it seemed like a couple of times it was very reminiscent of the, um, you know, when he knocked out Pereira. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so it was yeah. like he was he, he was up. up on the on the cage, kind of rope a dope yeah. a little bit, and then he yeah. caught him with that hook. Yeah, he was but pulling him, pulling him to the side, just setting him up. For Sean's the right deceptive, mode. man. Sean's deceptive if you think he's deceptive. I know. I am like I'm one of few people I do know that actually from day one I've always done MMA and Muay Thai the Philly show. Yeah, yeah. Like I I do it all from that stance right there. So I know a lot of shit you can get away with, but if you're flexible and you kind of like can manipulate your feet good enough and shit like that, you can get away with a whole lot more from yeah. that shit because a lot of people can think your weight's going one way or look like it's one way, but you know, like, nah, my weight's actually centered right underneath me where I want it. I'm just leaning to give you this. Yeah. So you can like, I might look like my lead legs heavy and it's light as shit. So as soon as you go to touch it with that kick, it's so light that it'll come up and I want a weird kicking motherfucker. So I can throw an inside crescent kick 
from you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So you touch my leg and you think it's there, and I fucking crescent kick you on the other side. You kind of like what the fuck? Like so, it's a bunch of things you can set up from there. Not like I'm some fucking elite mixed martial arts striker or some striker or something like that. I'm just not scared to do shit. Yeah, like I'm just cool with like moving. Like I'm, I don't mind going left to right and throwing my body and shit like that. But like I wasn't surprised. And then Sean is like, Sean's up here is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that's different, man. When you got something up here and you like, it's a little different. You can see Sean was like, his eyes is this big the whole time. Like, yeah. Why? The there's like, a, there's a like, focus. Yeah, man. And like, they say he spars more than everybody. And how do you mean, get better at something? Just keep doing it. Right. Yeah. Like long as you learn a technique in between, keep yeah. leveling up your technique and you sparring that much, then you probably going to be a lot better than a lot of people. Cause all I, and the level he spars, I feel like he's just getting more and more experience. It's just yeah. experience, experience, experience. So it's going to get to a point where he's been in there with every self. Dude, he's Nick every must have something because Strickland goes in there and, and outstrikes Izzy. Francis goes and outboxes Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah, right. I right, mean, right, and I know right, he right. wasn't his main boxing coach, but there's a common, like a commonality. We were talking about Patchy. Knowledge. I think Patchy's training knowledge, man, with him, right? At what, extreme. What, what's his name again? Eric uh, Nixon. Eric Nixon. Yeah, his. Bro, I think his, in his, his dad's brain. like a his brain. An ex. I think his dad's a college football coach. Okay. So he, like he comes so from that no coaching plays category. And coaching and shit. Yeah, like I'd so love to talk to him. He know X's and O's. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because he like, does it unconventionally, though. You know, yeah. he's not like all the other coaches. There's a and you see there's like this level of respect, and I don't know how much. I've, it seems like some guys like are so tied to their teams and there's now this culture of guys that are their own thing, like the Ian Gary shit and just like, Oh, okay. where they're, yeah. you know, they yeah. don't have that guy, but yeah. the, the people that seem to have their guy. Yeah. It's like when you develop that relationship and trust, it's like, I believe you. Yeah. Like, you told me this in the work. So I'm, I'm gonna believe you yeah. what you tell me next time. So yeah, it's very understandable. And then that dude, man, he is his understanding must be crazy. Like, or his even his understanding, and I guess his breakdown of fights. Like, I'm pretty sure he's film studies and yeah. whatever. Because, like I said, that Izzy fight, man, he was he was on point with his shit. Like, when he was calling out the traps, the setups, yeah, even the counters, he was telling Sean to throw or when to throw and everything. Like that dude can fucking coach his ass off, mm-hmm. especially from the like the the the. To being able to see it last from because right. if you've never been to a fucking fight when you're next to the cage it is hard as fuck to see in that shit man like like to be able to see everything right there it's easier sometimes with a higher up view and yeah. you can see the full body but he's like close yeah. as hell seeing everything well, as fun as that stuff is live sitting on your couch on a yeah. you know a 70 inch screen with like yeah. unobstructed <laughs> views is definitely that's cool listen right? I would tell you right now I'm a notorious Live event lever, if you guys do not know, like notorious, do not think you're going to see me at the end of an event or like I had great seats for <laughs> McGregor, Poirier, and this, this, and that. Like I had a high rollers event. I'm at the HQs. I'm like, all right, everybody's in there. We're watching the prelim. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the fight. Go to the fight. Man, I was probably the fight before McGregor, Poirier, and then we came back. I'm in HQ up front, just rolling up, smoking. Motherfuckers coming. I'm like, yo, I thought you was at the fight. I was like, I did, man, but I just isn't it I can't that thing? You've like, done it way, way, way more than I have. But I've been lucky. I've got friends in in great, great places, you know. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. being backstage for a concert, I'm like, I've 
I, I remember one in particular, we were at this, uh, 93, WMM RBQ in Philly and a buddy of mine was, uh, they were like third or fourth band there, uh, red sun rising, a hard rock band. And there was like, um, who else was on that card? Disturbed, like a couple of like really, uh, shine down, yeah. um, collective soul. Remember them from yeah, like the nineties? Dude, that guy slipped in some water, fell on the on the ground, whipped his guitar at the guy backstage. We're all standing there. And then he came back and fucking ba- I think he fired him right there and was like over something. But I'll I'll was like the guy that I don't know. No, he, no, he slipped what? and fell. Yeah. I'll send you I actually have it on my phone because he was I was like, Oh, this is that song that I used to listen to yeah. in the nineties, right? Bam. And he slipped on water and he got up and was motherfucking the guy and like whipped his guitar at him and shit. But point i'm getting at is like i've had the opportunity to be back there and to your point once you have you realize the only thing you really wanted about it was the status of saying you were able to be back there and it's actually not any more enjoyable like i'd rather have a better seat and more comfort than having like a bunch of people with like i tell people backstage sucks yeah don't go hang out backstage you're not going to see the show you're not going to get the 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 benefit of the show like the dudes you're coming to see Go look at all the work he put into this shit he right. wants you to see. Like, go look up the lights, the scenery, the screenplay. Go look at the effects he got going on and, like, hear the sound and the audio. Like, when everybody come and then it's like, oh, I'm backstage. Where you watching the show from? The side of the stage. You can't hear it. You can't hear shit. <laughs> you can't see anything. All you know is, that's my friend. I know that song. And well, yeah, that's the part but right on, now. But that's a, that's a thing, though. You're able to say that's my friend. So you kind of have a security of like not needing to be back there to kind of <laughs> oh, yeah, say that's yeah, my yeah, friend. Yeah, Cause yeah, how right. many people yeah. back there are like, Hey, I'm back here with my friends. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are your friends? <laughs> and I'm that guy. Like who the fuck are your friends? Like, yeah. I know where's where are you knowing from? Uh, Hazelwood. Oh, for real. What part of Hazelwood? You know that, you know, you know, Hazelwood. Like, <laughs> bro, shut the fuck up. Like, get out of here, man. Like, no, you don't. But, yeah, I get it. Um, and then, it, like I say, it's part of the reason I'm standing on the stage all the fucking time in front of I don't know how many fucking people. You know yeah. what I mean? So I always said I felt like that even gave me an advantage as far as competing and all that shit. Just the ang- I'm, of, I'm not dealing with crowds that don't bother people. me. You know what I mean? It could be a million people. I'm be the same person. Yeah. So well, you've got to stay like fucking lazy yeah, laser focus on, a, on a i mean you're there for work yeah i'm like so the crowds never bother me like even with, i think that gave me an advantage of competing and all that shit like yeah. that but uh so just standing up there every day by the speakers and shit it kind of gets to a point that uh man it's hard for me to even go to like i got it's hard for me to enjoy a, a concert or a club or whatever my brain like it was just like clicking sometimes yeah. i just get to work and man in there like, watching you know what I mean? I'm like not having a good time. I'm literally accidentally working and I, I'm not even trying to. And sometimes it just sucks, man. You damn near can't get out of that mode. I just like, I'm not even enjoying the event. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable at the event because I'm like, oh, what's he doing? I don't know. I see. He got credentials. What the fuck am I worried about his credentials for? I don't got <laughs> nothing to do with this event. Like, he got a laminate who's, who's wristband. His name's on his shit. Have you had to deal with some fucked up shit? Like people, like weird, weird people? Not really. Not really. Because it's like uh, a lot of the artists attract the fans. You know what I mean? Uh, and then a lot of the security you got around you attract the problems. So luckily for us, you know what I mean? He's not rapping about no, no, no shit that 
You don't really drive those type of time. people there. Yeah. yeah. So um but that's a good point, man. I guess yeah. it's like even as like security gotta know the fucking fan base and shit. Like I am not about to sit here and bludgeon some Wiz Khalifa fan who's coming up to be like, yo, I bought your new weed to support right. you. You know what his you know what I mean? is. And I'm just gonna be like <laughs> ah! Well, dude, what, that, I did, what was your thought on? Because I know you, you, you were not on what? what were you were legitimately about? trying to get that guy. Yes. What What is the deal with that? Like, was that that was some bitch shit? Yeah. And I don't care how you look at it. A B C D. Whatever. Whatever. Fucking letter in the alphabet. Who is he security for? I don't even know. Like a YouTuber or something like that. I don't know that. I think it's guy. a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, but before he was with the baby, like okay, that's that's right. That was why. yeah. He was with the baby at first, and uh, uh. And the baby is like, the baby's one of them guys. I'm like, he he definitely needs like a security guard. Like, yeah. like I say, not for him. That nigga needs security for other people. Like, he's one of the people like you should be knowing. I'm like, yo, don't fuck with him, bro. Like, he's gonna he's gonna punch you in the mouth. He's gonna slap the shit out of you. Like, if you come the wrong way, he's gonna pop your ass. Like, so they're there for season. There's no him from like, yeah, you himself need security trouble. to keep that security. Like, yeah, yeah. make sure my guy's getting home. Make sure he's seeing his family. He ain't going to jail. None of that yeah. shit. That's what, you know what I mean? Boom. Yeah. Cause you know, he's not just a rapper. He's not rapping this shit. He's like, he came in here not rapping this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's already certified a stamp or whatever. Yeah. So you don't need a nigga around you. Or sorry, I'll fucking for anybody who want to be mad. I said nigga, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you don't need that type of person around who's going to bring the problem. Right. And, like I said, it's like, like we've had people run up, you know what I mean, run up and shit like that. But your eyes and everything and your senses, you got to be knowing like the situation. If we're in a nightclub doing an after party, then yeah, things is a little different because then you got a lot of liquor involved. Yeah, once liquor's involved, got gasoline and people, people get tough. Yeah, people get a little bit outside of themselves or whatever. So. Yeah. Even in another situation, you got to know what to do. I'm not going straight and just start beating the fuck out of you because you're drunk over here. Like You're trying to de-escalate the situation. Yeah, man. I'm like, yo, man, what's up? I'll tell Wiz. Well, that was what I, when I saw that dude hit, first of all, props to that kid because he fucking got back up, dude. I would have been so mad if I hit somebody like that and they got up. He got up. Did he just get up? He got up. Yeah, he got up. So like that. Mad props to that kid because he got up. Definitely. But when I saw it, I was like, Man, like, who's he been security for? Because, like, that seems very... Nothing happened to where it was needed to actually... Yeah, it seemed, like, so unnecessary, which to me seemed maybe inexperienced. Soft. Soft. But, you know... Did you hear anything? I know you were, like, really trying hard to get in touch with that guy. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. Nothing. Nothing. I think Snoop reposted him and shit. Like, it was like... But, I mean, that's what you expect out of people who do things like that. Like, hey, man. And like I said, I'm polite. Like, I'm not even going to, like, try to hurt you personally. Right. No, I we just think. Did, we could do MMA. We could do boxing. We could do bare knuckle boxing. We could do bare knuckle MMA. We could do wrestling. We could do jujitsu. We could do sambo, judo. Anything you want to do. As long as it's combative and I get to physically, you know what I mean? You know, then like I am completely down for it. We could do it in your city, your home state, your living room, backyard. Whatever makes you feel comfortable enough, dude. That you you want to do, do it, it as I'm a down. you should do it as a main event for the next high rollers, like a boxing event. Uh, 
I mean, I know it's a little outside, but it's like, hey, it gives it's a bigger platform. It is. I'm just thinking like high rose is a lot of chill, cool. That's vibes. true. I guess that's I ain't true. got nothing chill or cool about this vibe I'm gonna have at that point. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, you know what I mean? It's a little different. Like fair. I don't like I don't I'm not bullies. like bullies, man. Yeah, it did seem a little like bullish. Bullies. And it just came out too bullish. Well then he was it looked like you wanted to slug that girl too. I'm like, I was like waiting for that video Matter to get fact, real ugly. Somebody showed me a video of him knocking a girl out. Really? Yep. Now oh, that I think that's about despicable it. if that's the case. Yeah, so therefore, I mean Anybody who know him or whatever, if he would like the box, I would be more than happy to be his huckleberry. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, location, place, time, date, don't matter. Just let me know. I'll I'll pull up. And I'm old. I'm an old person. So it's be like a lot easier for you. I'm like really nice. I smile a lot and I smoke weed. I'm not threatening. Don't you want to fight? <laughs> like for real, man. Come on. Look at me. I'm not like... <laughs> Like, stop laughing, man. <laughs> I can't. Because you are. You're like, man, this is me. You like, too. you know me. Like, know. this is me. My this brother's me. like, I was like, what were you? You were with Lonnie. He's like, yeah, we were we were watching uh, <laughs> Three Ninjas. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait a second. You guys, he's like, yeah, we, we smoked a blunt and watched Three Ninjas. Yeah, I don't even think you're smoking a blunt. I think he said you guys ripped a bond and watched yeah, Three Ninjas. Bond, yeah, bond. I've like never that, smoked but... a blunt before. I never say, that that's crazy yeah like i try to back what is once i actually that's another podcast you guys i ain't gonna tell you where this one is but you can find it you know who adam <laughs> ill is i know the name he's like a long haired dude he looks like russ the rapper yeah so he's like a cannabis guy in california oh okay i know you're talking about somebody someone told me about he's it. like a tv person he's actually i mean listen i don't know oh, oh shit yeah he hosts stuff all the all time right, yeah i know you're talking about he was cool he was gracious he came to the standard we did an episode with him but he roasted me because I was like, I've never rolled a backwoods. And he's like, here, roll a backwoods. I butchered rolling a backwoods. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, not a backwoods guy. Yeah, the man. only type of blunt I ever had was like a white owl when I was living in Philly. And that was even just a little too rich for my face. Here's just, my, here's my thing. Not to get too far off subject, but with the backwoods and all the blunts and all that. Like I got, like I said, we, there's video out there somewhere. My first time smoking first day I smoked, I had a huge afro. I cut the shit off. We were in Dr. Dre's studio. Some shit. It was like me, Burner, Juicy J. So wait, Wes. the first time you smoked was actually after. I think you did tell me this. Well, so you hadn't smoked until mm -hmm. you were working for Wiz. 29. I was 29. Damn. Fucking. Um, and they, I wouldn't let them smoke around me. They couldn't smoke in my car, my Wiz. Really? None of them. None. They couldn't. Wow. I think I let them smoke in my car like once or twice. And they were so happy about this. like, this is like back in the day and shit but um so when they used to smoke weed and shit before it was broken down and all that i used to love it i'd take their weed all the time and just smell the shit like yeah this shit smell good like then they put in their blunts and start smoking and my head would start hurting and it smelled like a dog's ass i'm like man what the fuck happened like yeah. so i started to figure like it's that fucking it's that blunt or whatever but uh but um to what I was saying about the blunt, like my whole thing with it, like I never smoked one, thank God. I've never even smoked 50. Like I didn't start until later. So yeah. I was in California, right? In the fucking Dre studio. Like, and yeah. there's no 50. You know what I mean? With burner. Like, you know what I mean? There's no 50 in that room. And Wiz, like, no 50 in that room. So we smoking, uh, smoking or whatever. But uh, back to the uh, what I was saying. When people roll them backwards and them blunts, it's like watching an episode of CSI mixed with Red Shoot Diary, Skinamax Porn. 
the way they be licking that shit and putting it in their mouth and all that shit, then licking yeah. it again, then you roll it, they lick that motherfucker you roll and lick it, and you lick, 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 and then you twist it together, and once they do that, and they then, give it a half a blowjob. It's like, hey, here. Yeah, you want to smoke this? Like, put this in your mouth. Yeah, bro, that's a lot of DNA right there, yeah. dog. We cousins now. Like, yeah. fucking Chimera. Like, we all mixed together. But, like, just my son... No we, you know what I mean? Shout out to my son. I still don't know what what I did. For God bless me with that great of great kids. Like yeah. this motherfucker's awesome. You know what I mean? But he come in one day. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, I went to this party or whatever. I was like, he was like, Yeah, I went to this party. They were uh smoking weed. I was like, Oh, they were. What happened? He was like, they were smoking blunts. It smelled really bad. And then he was like, I was like, You seen them roll a blunt? He's like, Yes. The kid rolling a blunt, he licked it 54 times. I counted. <laughs> he licked it 54 times. Then he gave it to everyone else. I was like, he was like, oh. And then he just like walked out the room. Like, if you guys meet my son, you know him one day, you'll fucking laugh. He's the best kid ever, but he's super like smart, intelligent. Dude, are his friends like shocked? Because it's like, wait, your dad is Wiz's bodyguard and you don't smoke. Uh, I want to say not really. But I mean, it seems like he's definitely like got his like he's clear set on his oh, path. Yeah, he's like so. I would imagine it oh, doesn't go no. far, but I like I'd he's, imagine like new kids that don't know him are probably like, "Wait, you?" Oh yeah, smoke? they probably like yeah, 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 yeah. He, not that um, he should, but like that's I mean that's awesome. Yeah, no, he always but, like yeah, I don't smoke, but he's like um he usually don't don't say. I see he's always more into like, don't even say nothing. Like they just so many people who don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like he's got songs with Wiz. Like he started making music. No shit. And Wiz didn't even know Wiz did the song. I'm like, man, who made this beat? He was like, me. And then <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm like, bro, I thought he was upstairs jacking off and playing Fortnite. This motherfucker downloaded FL Studios and became a producer. And was no like, shit. Yeah, he's he's just really like, he's like, damn near. He's he's damn near like you ever seen the accountant with Ben Affleck? Yeah. That's that's him. a great movie. That's him. Once he he got a complete shit, this dude has never had homework, like never had homework. Like, isn't it cool the difference too between the kids? Oh my god, like they're all mine are cool. young. Yeah, but like I was saying the other day, I got one my four year old who makes parachutes, mm-hmm. designs them and shit, and my two year old fucking tests them. Yeah, yeah, you know, like he yeah. he he yeah. don't give no shits, bro. Nah. Like they're fist fighting constantly, and I'm like, oh. that's my look. That's my four year old and my fourteen and my seventeen year old. The four-year-old fist fights them every time she gets. She so they come in the house. Put your hands up. You ready? She ready? And then she's like, you know what I mean? Breathing. Yeah, yeah. And then my other daughter, the youngest daughter, she, the middle daughter, she always tried a single leg or double leg or so. <laughs> and it's just crazy as hell. They're all different because the two oldest, they train and dibble and dabble, and they're like, now my son's nice as fuck with boxing. Like, yeah, nice with boxing. Wrestling is pretty dope too. Uh, and um, but. No one knows that. You know what I mean? Friends don't know it. No one, just I, I'm just saying. thanking God. I'm glad they don't know it. And I'm glad he's never had to like yep. do it because motherfucker can do it. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'll be like, damn, just a couple shots now. Even I'll be trying to like slip. I'm like, oh shit, he would hit me with that if I was like, you know what I mean? If I would have yeah. like been bullshit just a little bit. So like he's definitely just talented. It's definitely awesome to have great kids. Like that's the 
best shit ever because I'm, I'm, I was a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, like, I think about the things I put my parents through and the things that they don't know that I almost put them through. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, God, if it's I get a tenth of that, I'm going to be stressed out. Man, bro, that shit's crazy. Like, it's going to come back, I'm sure. I, <laughs> for I, me. <laughs> I think I'm getting all mad for my youngest right now. Yeah. She's like the Spit ultimate fire. payback. Yeah. She's no fear. She's like, I'm not backing down. She uh, wants to know everything. And she's very headstrong and she's a female alpha like she's a fucking bull but she's a very girly girl like yeah. oh my nails ain't done i need my nails and my hair done oh you don't like my hair well what you want to do about it it's kind of like <laughs> fuck just happened like, so she, she got intense and all of a sudden like that and she was like flipping quick real like that but yeah no nah, they're they're fucking awesome and it's great to have great kids and this right here is one of the places I'm glad I got to, you know what I mean, introduce them. And yeah. my daughter's uh, reveal was here. Really? Yeah, she was, she'd been in here since the belly. Funny shit was when her mom was pregnant with her. Her morning sickness was fucking horrible, mm -hmm. like bad. This smelly-ass gym was the only thing that calmed her sickness out. Really? No bullshit. Just something about being in here. Something in here, and it, like, made her stomach, like, ease and shit. I mean, I wonder and if it's the And then my daughter came, and then... Like, the, I mean... The energy, Dude, like just well, and you got like body pheromones, like it's. I know this maybe sounds fucking crazy, but no, I'm, you got like if you think genetically, yeah. we've been in tribes, like you. Uh -huh. Who knows, man? Maybe just kind of having like all this, like no, human, I'm that right? Shit. Like I always say that, like when people are like, yo, I think I lived a past life, and this, this now, like you might have lived a past life, but let's think about this. When you, when you, so the one thing I like to say is like when we leave this earth at the end of the day, this. This all this shit right here. This shit is not ours. You know what I mean? We bought it, something it belongs to someone else. It's gonna be gone. Yeah, yeah. You know? One thing that is truly ours is our kids. Those are our, our children. They come from you and your woman. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like that's your DNA, your blood. It's heavy. You know? Like that's it. That's so think about how much uh pieces of you are genetically going through them. Like I feel like at some point, yeah, old school memory that happened to you could flash through them in a dream or something or whatever. They trying to figure out what the fuck was that, but they don't know. it's a piece of you still. Yeah. Your genetic code is in that person. So who's to say a little bit of your consciousness or your, your memory or some shit didn't slip through that night when that slipped through? Like, 100%. Like, I ain't saying I'm fucking right. I'm just, that's just the way my high ass get to thinking like, damn, that it's better explanation than the shit that they teach you in yeah, school. Because it's like, yeah, my great, 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 great granddaddy might have loved throwing a one, two. And guess yeah. what? That's the one thing that went through every generation. It's like, 100%. damn, I'm good at one, two. I don't know why. Look but. at, look, I mean, there's there's evidence of this mm -hmm. all over the place. I mean, maybe it's just genetics. I mean, John Jones. Yeah. That, Bro, fuck. that whole family. Fuck. I man. don't know what their dad did, but he looks like he was a hell of an athlete, too, when he was a kid. Man, bro, like, that, that's hilarious, bro. Like, that's, like, the ultimate, like, the only thing, only thing, like, that even wrong was like it sucks like you know what i mean rp like he lost his mom right other than that that man has the ultimate fucking family i mean he lost his wife the meaning his dad yeah but other than that like that dude has the ultimate family like as a dad there is a you sister you know right? what i mean there is a sister uh I, yeah there's a sister i swear there's a sister yeah there's a sister but let's just think about it your oldest son super bowl champ your next son we're not even gonna fucking talk about him your youngest son, multiple Super Bowl champ. Now let's go to the middle son. What the fuck is that dude? dude. Like, what the fuck? 
Like I was so bummed like, when I heard that. I was too. Just because, like, you know what I mean? Like, we talk a little bit and shit like that. Like, I'll just hit him up every once in a while. Like, because I don't care about the fight and shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'll just hit him up, just check on him. Like, I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, man, you know what I mean? Fuck, fuck the bone shit. I'm like, you know I mean, how, how you doing, bro? Like, just to check on him and shit like that. Like, I I like him. He's he seems dope. like a good guy. Yeah, man, he's cool as fuck, man. Super cool. So I was definitely, like, bummed because... Even though, like, he's as cool as dude, he is a different thing on the inside. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He's it's a little different than other motherfuckers. Like, he got that. Whatever it is that they got, he has it. And his is, like, strong. So yeah. I instantly knew. I'm like, fuck. Like, I mean, I give him about a day and a half. I know he's probably going to be in the fucking gym like. I have a friend who's he's not right. John Jones, and this is like a bad comparison, but to your point, the mindset, mm-hmm. my buddy Mark, I don't know if I've ever told him this, but he rem- like reminds me of John Jones. Biggest heart really is like wants to make everybody happy, like family get togethers. He's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the guy that's like making the sure everybody yeah. he's the glue, right? Yeah. He's fun. He's not too formal, but he's like he holds people accountable, like, hey, have respect. Mm-hmm. But we go out and somebody disrespects him. There's a fucking look he gets in his eyes. Yeah, you're like, oh. And you're just like, hey, dude, like, don't. And it's just like, there's a trigger, right? Yeah. And obviously, John Jones is like, what well, fucking level, 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 plus mm-hmm. like all this athleticism and freakish ability. But that mindset exists in people. It do. Right? Like, do. It's, that's a very real thing. When you match that with skills and will. And, and will. And, right? and God-given gifts. You get John Jones. You get Mike Tyson. I yeah. saw a video with yes. Mike Tyson. I become buddies with Evan Britton, who used to be co host with on Hotboxing. Yeah, so he was a, he played in the NFL, lineman. Oh, that's where, all right. That big all right. dude. Big, I was wondering, like, yo, where did the big ass dude come real, from? Real, real deep voice. I thought he was a boxer who just wasn't like a. Yeah, no. So he, okay. Evan was in the NFL, played, for, he was an offensive lineman for, I think, like eight years. Came out addicted to pain pills, mm-hmm. depressed, just didn't know what to do with himself. He's like, I had money, faint, like hated my life. Mm-hmm. Got into yoga, breath work, cannabis, and now has become like a kind of like a yogi, mm-hmm. you know. But I've had him on the podcast a bunch. He, we've had wild conversations. He's just so positive now. Yeah. But he was there with Mike, and I just saw this clip the other day, scrolled through my Instagram, and it was Joe Budin and somebody else with tyson and evan so it was like an old hot boxing episode but the guy that was with joe budin said like you guys are so like soft, it's soft. And oh like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like fucking yeah. just like i don't know if he was trying to prove a point or if he really was bothered by that and if he was like it makes sense dude but there was like a switch was that tk kirk one it may have been he was trying to be so nice. Yeah, he was he's trying like, to be cool. He's like, it's, it's being your presence. You're so calm and like soft. As, and Mike's like, fuck, fuck you, me. motherfucker. Like, 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 soft. like, you can hear this like rattling in his voice where he was kind of like holding back where he wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. it's like. It's all in how you deliver shit. Like, if you're going to be around some motherfuckers like that, let's look at it. You with a wolf and a fucking yeah. a tiger or old bear or some shit like that. They don't want, oh, man, you so cuddly. What motherfucker? Like. Yo, man, I've never been around y'all. Y'all some motherfucking cool ass dudes, bro. Yeah. Like right there, you good. You know what I mean? They know what you mean. You don't gotta say it. You guys are really soft hearted and mm-hmm. and smooth handed and shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck you mean? Like you gotta think these dudes are different, man. They were beating the shit out of people for a living, getting hit back, and then yeah. it was like sparring and training and all that. You you become a different person. It's like 
it's it's like at that point in time, I guarantee if you'd have ran into uh uh fucking Steve Austin in the grocery store, he was gonna be Steve Austin. He wasn't yeah. gonna be the guy you see at home or whatever. Like that that when you doing certain things for so fucking long. You take long, that persona. You huh? take it and you yeah. like like a lot of them probably live that shit. I'm pretty sure. I seen a punk episode of punk. Yeah. Triple H was Triple H. You know what yeah. I mean? When the fucking, it was like the lady got hit with the door in the nose. Like, yeah, like that, that moment you know I mean? triggers like, and he like, goes into character. Like, hey, I'm the fucking game. And if you like, <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, I believe it. This is that. But nowadays it's a little different. Like, don't go into that character. A lawyer, double leg your ass. Is like, yeah. hey, you know what I mean? But just saying, like, uh, uh, when you do something for so long, you become a different thing on the inside. Like, because you know what it takes. Yeah, to get you there, like, uh, even shit. I I fight MMA, Muay Thai, whatever, and I know like I'm the coolest motherfucker ever. But I know exactly when to turn that shit on, and right. when we in there, and I'm turning it on, and it's it's it's, it's getting it's going to get there. I got to get to a point where it's like, yo, I got to be willing to hurt this motherfucker to the point they can't move or mm-hmm. they can't get up or they got to stop. Like, don't forget that. So don't yeah. be sitting there when he on the ground being like. Oh, I'm just let him up like we in here sparring or well, some shit. It's if like, you no. do this long enough, you realize that the moment you have that lapse in judgment, the person that you're tr- you're not wanting to do that it's to about is to do about to you. do that to you. And yep. once it happens once or twice, yep. you either quit <laughs> or, or you learn that you got to fucking yeah. like, hey, I, this is really all. killer be killed. Exactly. Yeah, that shit is real. That's man. why I love jujitsu, man. Like even boxing, I've done some of the Muay Thai classes, but mm. I'm getting too old. And it's like rolling. You, I, I can still get too old. I'm older I'm 30, than you. I'll be 37. No, I'm older than you, and I'm getting better. I, I'm like Sancha. I know he's like smoking a cigarette too. 44. That was my guy. 44. He's probably 55. I mean, and he's still doing it. That guy's a freak. Yeah, dude. man. Well, you ain't too old, man. You just gotta learn how to do it differently. That's all. Yeah. Is that Jason? Jason always looked like he's about to become stunt double for Tom Cruise or some shit, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jason's a Navy SEAL who just like does random shit. Navy SEALs. I've been, dude, those are some of the most you interesting conversations. I haven't. No. Oh, man. Oh, yo, love training with Jason, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. Jason's good. He, get, um, he gets to it. It's fucking super dope. Nice. Yeah. Cool and like hardworking. Y'all built the same. What say. level is he? Uh, Damn, what is he? I just he got right? my first stripe. Mm-hmm. How what about that fuck? on my blue belt? What's up, sir? I was just telling him Tom Cruise stunt double was about to come up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what belt are you now? Brown belt. Nice. Yeah. See, yeah. I was gonna say black, but no, not yet. you about to train? Yeah. This is about to be awesome. Yeah. Could you train right there? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be great. But uh, yeah. shit, where was we? Uh, where was we at? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit, I don't even know. I was just going to tell you, uh, there was a story. I know you're a big like wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, my my parents took, I think we were in Erie. Like, so it was one, it must have been like one of those Wednesday night. This would have been in the early 90s, right? So okay. Legion of Doom was huge. Oh, fuck yeah, right? bro. So we go up there and I, I came across these photographs, like actually that my parents had like 10, or was it 10 millimeter film or something? Eight millimeter? Eight millimeter yeah. film. It was like in a little foldy thing of all the the pictures and it was like the undertaker and paul bear in the ring but um we were there and we're sitting we're we're in the lower level like halfway back and another kid from bradford he was uh, his name was nick Colell. i think he's passed away since but he was 
in a wheel, like a full wheelchair. He had some sort of muscular dystrophy or it's probably not what he had, but he had something that left him in a wheelchair. And my grandfather, God rest his soul. um, He was just a big presence. He was probably six, one, not huge, but just a big, big Mm -hmm. hands, big presence. Always thought he was like the toughest guy in the world. (laughs) He passed away when he was 52, but he, uh, he was there. My grandmother, my mom, my dad, myself, and these people were standing up in front of Nick Colella and Legion of Dooms in the in the ring. I've got my like styrofoam fucking things oh, on. Yes. Dude, I thought I was so cool. And um, my dad's throwing pepper or uh, pepperoni, like peanuts and popcorn at this guy. Like, hey, sit down. This kid in a wheelchair can't see. And they turn around and start having words. And the guy like points at somebody and like bumps into me. And my grandfather grabs this guy around the neck. And like all of a sudden, like all hell breaks loose. Everybody's watching us in the crowd. And this big fucking security guard comes walking over this big bald guy, big guy in a red jacket comes over. My grandfather turns, grabs that guy by the neck, fucking like holding these two dudes. Everybody's trying to like get out. We get thrown out of the event. I'm like crying. I'm like, what the the hell just happened? (laughs) But I was just thinking my brother was telling me how big of like a wrestling fan you were and everything too. And I'm like, shit. I remember that stuff was so much fun, but I always think of that moment. It was just like absolute bedlam, but no, but dude, full circle, right? Like I wanted to make sure we, so I I brought this stuff down here. We got the great backdrop. I mean, we got fucking training going on behind us. This is like perfect. This shit is real. Um, But no, like linking up with you. So lit a shameless plug, but plug in for all of it because what an opportunity I've had to work with Zippo, get you involved. Yeah. Lon Wick, high rollers. So I wanted to give a big shout out because if you're looking for Lon Wicks, I've got a bunch of them. Well, yes. lip zips. <laughs> um, you can get the original Lon Wick yo-yos as well as I don't have a Lon Wick lighter. Um, I don't know if you have yours, but high rollers. If you, Dude, which by the way, we got like literally every we've been selling a fuck ton of these and it's all purple belts which i had a feeling like the purple belts would be the ones that's when you're in exactly right when you're a purple belt that's like i'm in here bro me my tattoo and shit but i gotta update the photos on the website because it doesn't do it justice but like there's an enamel on the front that's a belt smoke train repeat on the back got all the belt colors available for that we're gonna come up with another one that's just smoke train repeat so if you're just, you know, somebody that wants something without the belt on it, yeah. that'll be there. Yeah. Um, Greg Overton. So if you guys are familiar with Greg, we've got Greg Overton lighters. We've got the Lon Wick lighters. Yeah. We've got inserts. So like, I'm not like a traditional Zippo guy. I don't smoke marbs. So, uh, you know, I'm not lighting my smoke, but <laughs> a torch, cigars, um, you know, you can use it to light your Lon Wick. So... You know, yeah, that's the best part. So if you are the original Zippo guy and you want to smoke your other stuff, but you don't want that big flavor on there, make sure you hit up Lit Zips, get you a long wick, you can smoke whatever you want, all your flavor, everything will be there. The taste will be immaculate. I promise you that. I'm telling you. And I gotta thank him because um I really plan on doing some big shit with Zippo and Thank you guys for fucking opening that door, oh, shit. dude. And for the student glass shit. Like, I love my student glass and the gravity bong, but uh, I need to start fucking with me a little bit more. Don't forget. Tracy. Don't forget. It ain't even Tracy no more, right? Well, he's, Tracy he's, made the move, didn't he? Tracy, Tracy sold the business. So, like, dude, 
this story, by the way, go listen to the podcast. But this dude was, a, I think I can say this now. He was like an engineer at Apple. Oh, okay. And he nice. lived he lived in Austin, Texas. He was like a, a smart tech guy. I remember this. And him and his buddy put together a gravity bong in their garage. And he was like, he's like, we started off where you just like fucking stick it underwater mm-hmm. and fucking have the, you know, the pressure change and pull the smoke. He's like, and then we were trying to figure out how do you turn it into an hourglass. So he had Gatorade bottles with some metal adapter. And then he sketched something out and gave it to a machinist friend. And he like created a whole like prototype of this shit. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I asked some people if they'd buy it. They thought it was cool. He got the prototype made. He's like, I thought this was a big waste of time. He's like, everybody in the family thought I was stupid. And then one morning he's like, I woke up and a friend of mine knew Seth Rogen and gave it to Seth Rogen and Rogen posted it on Instagram and it had like 5 million views. Yeah. And he's like, dude, nothing's been the same ever since. And he was like trying to balance both sides of it. He sold it to G pen. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so I think he stayed on board in some sort of capacity, like, product development but he's just flying all over the place having a good time now but i see he's a good dude he actually he he sent me a message he was like i need to get myself one of those lighters so i'll uh i got a wick yeah tracy get you a wick and a lighter brother and tracy we'll talk (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk tracy we'll talk but hell yeah man and then like the whole high rollers idea came from right here five minutes that's all it was. Five minutes right here. Did so, a yeah, tournament. That's it just like here. Yeah, right under the sun. I was in there. That was it. I'll tell you the whole story. I was in Cleveland. When it did it. A- yeah, I do want to know this because I think there's a misconception yes. of like where high rollers came from. Oh, high rollers came Because I know right I've here. heard right, and like right here. I know you don't care, but like I've heard Rogan talk about it a couple of times and I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Rogan just found out that when I say anything. That's what I heard time, that you he were talking. Like, uh he was like, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy who created high rolls. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, I just don't. I'm not like, hey, man, look what I did. It's just not yeah. me. But, yeah, man, I did a uh, Fuji or Grapple Industry tournament in Cleveland. Went up there, first match. I won by points, but I was just stiff as fuck. You know what I mean? So I was like, fuck. Ran to the car, smoked uh, two joints. I had like a little double barrel. Put two king size in there. I just killed it. I mean, high as fuck. So I'm high as shit. Come back in there on the mats. I jump on the mats like this in my gi, glasses and socks on. I'm like, oh, shit. So uh, take my glasses off, socks off. Uh, go out there. Man, I want quadruple gold, all submissions. Quadruple gold, all submissions. It didn't take long. I was like, everything was just like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck yeah. is going on, man? Like, I never, like, I competed before, but I've never, like, been like this, like, and then the way I was doing a no gi, because I'm a gi guy, and I'm fucking killing it in no gi too. I'm like, damn, this is what the fuck. This is before all the leg lock shit got crazy big, you know what I mean? So, so then I come back here Wednesday, four thirty, open mat. All the killers is here. Fucking Wilkins, Luke Burdett, uh, Jesse Florentino, Jepta, um, Justin Crestus, fucking Tanner, uh, uh, Warren, Logan. Um, shit everybody you know what i mean everybody comes to that one that's when yeah. you come in iron sharpens iron and shit so i'm like all right let me get out here now, i know they're gonna fucking maul me as always i get killed get tapped left and right i come uh gary come out here i stop i skip the first round i go in the back smoke me a couple joints you know what i mean after the first round i come out here boom whole do do all the open map rounds first of all i did every round 
then take a round off. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm not tired. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm working. So I feel like that, but I'm not like tired. You're not thinking. Yeah, I'm not tired. I'm like, damn, it's crazy. Then I didn't like, I didn't win. I didn't fucking win, but I didn't tap out. And I finally was scoring on people I could never score on. Like, passing positions I could never pass. It's just, I'm like, man, this is crazy. I'm like, damn, is this from this week? Like, I'm like, kind of like feeling a little different. So I remember I said, right, right there. It was right there. One, two, three, the third little gray plank. I'm sitting right there watching everybody else. Um, um, uh, Then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, damn, I want to have a fucking tournament where you smoke. And you go out there and compete, and if you win, you win a pound of weed. I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm gonna have a tournament like that. I'm like, I need a name for that shit. I'm like, I'll be high, you know. I'm gonna call it High Rollers, man. I'm gonna have a tournament called High Rollers. You smoke, you win dude. A pound what a perfect of weed. name. And all happened right there. It was literally that fast. And we need to get some High Roller signs in here. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Like right over the third plank. Over like the third. This is where we started. Is, yeah, just like fucking origins. Yeah, dude. You gotta get a little little plaque there. Yeah, and then we um. Was in California, went to the studio, and Nate Diaz had hit me up. He wanted to come through and shit. So he comes, and he had the homies with him. It was uh, him, Luke, Icy Mike, Mighty Matt. Um, I ain't sure who else, but they were there. And then saying the idea, and then um, that's when I met Matt, and it kind of like just kind of went from there. Went from there, whatever. Like, cause he had like uh, he had like um, he was already doing like a deck and everything for Nick and Nate to do like a, yeah. a open mat. Did he grow smoking. up with those guys or how did he meet Nick and Nate? I'm not sure how he actually met him. Cause he's from, I, like he's, he's from, from California, right? No, he's from the East he's Coast. From the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's from the East Coast. Yeah. And then out there. I think I met him once when you guys did the the thing in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm not him. exactly sure exactly how, how he met him, but you know yeah. what I mean? That ended up playing out like that. And then yeah, the rest is history. The rest was history. And now you can go and buy like, high rollers lighters man i see people with tattoos <laughs> everywhere i'm like whoa this is crazy yeah like, um it's like really like got his own cult following yeah like, you know what i mean big 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 cult supporting like you know what i mean shout out to a couple of our major ah, i bit my tongue shout out to a couple of our major supporters actually fighting tonight on bkfc oh no shit aj arnold adams he's fighting for the heavyweight title yeah and david terrell yeah major high roller supporter runs a training camp out of the high rollers gym when it was in vegas okay um then we got um god damn mike perry platinum mike perry loves high rollers dude shouts it out all the time and shit is there anybody better for fucking bare knuckle boxing than mike perry than mike perry dude i'm like i honestly i'm like i don't know who you could put in there's i get there's people have you're talking about fights that you couldn't make happen i don't dude show me a guy in the ufc right now or any promotion at his or even close to his weight class that in a bare knuckle fight you wouldn't say he's got an opportunity to win i got one who i got the perfect person Derek lewis Okay. Yeah. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, though. I mean, how much of a weight difference, though? Derek Lewis. Oh, no, no. You meant no, I'm like, saying, like, well, oh, you meant to fight yeah, Mike like, Perry? Yeah, to fight Mike Perry. Ah, man. Who, in who? that weight class? Because there's guys that would beat him in MMA that I don't know who you're putting against that guy, even within a 10 pound stretch. What about him? Uh, what's the, what, what, what is Mike Perry fighting at in bare knuckle? 170? 170. Okay. Yeah. What's that one guy fight at? Lorenzo Hunt. I would love to see that fight. But, dude. He's Hunt, bigger though, right? Hunt's bigger. Hunt's bigger, bigger. Dude, Hunt's a badass. Yeah, no, no, I'm like, not, like this is no disrespect to him because he won the fight, and that's all that matters. But he got dropped 
by the the marine dude. Yeah, you he, know what he, I mean. He's on the High Rollers podcast. Yeah, I mean, Richie, uh, R- yes, I can't think of his name. That dude hits like a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. But props to Hunt because he got fucking up and then flatlined that dude. Yes, he did, man. but like, but those guys are different because there's there's twenty dudes. Well, maybe not, but like Mike Perry, there's ten guys I could say in, in that 170 weight class that would beat Mike Perry in a in a UFC and fight. fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wouldn't be ugly, yeah, but they they'd win by like a decision or some stupid shit. But Who's Mike, about, who who are they rumored to fight soon? Big fight and all that shit. Michael Venom Page, yeah. Mike Perry, fucked him up, beat his ass, dude. Julian Lane, dude, he broke Luke Rockhold's teeth out. He broke he broke Luke Rockhold, dude. He was Fuck like, his fuck teeth. this, he I'm broke done. him, like, done. You're like, man, my fucking teeth, man. Fuck, get me he out of here, here, bro. Dude, like, if I'm I'm curious to see what happens with him and Eddie Alvarez, but I kind of know it's not gonna be pretty, like, I don't think. Because I'm not discrediting Eddie. I love Eddie too, but damn, Chad was giving him some issues, you know what I mean? With him and Mendez fight. Yeah. And Mike, Mike Perry is a different yeah, animal, man. bro. Different Mike, animal. I love that dude, man. He's the man. He man. is somebody that I would just love to like have at my barbecue. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, Mike's like just fucking, he'd be fucking around with all your family members and just. What's up? We cousins now, <laughs> nigga. He'd be like, Mike, what? <laughs> like, hey, oh, man. Oh, but, shit. Yeah, no, man. But hell yeah, bro. Uh, fucking yeah. High Rollers started right here. Long Wick always starts right here. A lot of my shit starts right here. That's where I spend most of my time thinking right here. We need to do this more often. Yeah. There's, 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 we got something here, bro. Uh-uh. Seriously. I'm here, man. We should do it more often. This has been a lot of fun. I'm here, bro. I'm here. Seriously. I'm this here. has been a pleasure. That's I the, appreciate it. My man. Appreciate you. Always, bro. Don't forget, y'all. Lit Zips. If you want to get the long yes. with the goddamn new smoke train, go to lit, lighters. www.litdistro.co litdistro.co so if you go there all your lawn wick all your mm-hmm. high roller stuff and a bunch of greg overton a bunch of inserts and we're going to expand apparel a bunch of other stuff there's other brands coming on board so if you're a brand and you want to get zippo lighters with your custom artwork on it lit zips you can hit them up we can hook it up but uh yeah lonnie it's always great my man this For has sure. been this has been the shit appreciate it brother always let's do more <laughs> lonnie.